What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Stand Up, Speak Up, a podcast dedicated to spreading awareness about issues that usually get swept under the rug. This episode is brought to you by Wearable Therapy by Toki. We've decided to create a mini episode for part four of Finding Shelley DeRoche to give you a behind the scenes look and an update on what's next. If you're not familiar with the story, you can catch up on parts one to three first. Carla has been busy following up on leads, conducting interviews for Part 5, and, as we mentioned last time, being interviewed herself. This series has received more attention for Shelley than we ever could have imagined. Carla's been doing radio interviews, she's been featured in national news articles, helping to spread awareness about a problem that has affected Shelley, but reaches much further. Here's part of Carla's interview on Sirius XM's National Post Radio. And I'm joined now by Carla Stevens Tolstoy. Okay, so what brought you to the story of Shelley Joy Desrochers then, uh, this London, Ontario sex worker who's been missing for over a year? Well, I was actually working on another story about another missing person. And while I was doing my set of interviews, I interviewed one woman who said, do you know about my friend who's missing, Shelley DeRoger? And that's kind of where it all began. That's why I, I kind of say the story found me. And then I just kind of continued to peel back the onion. And I probably spent a good two months researching it, three months, even before I even started to, to put together the podcast. So why this story? Why this woman when so many different sex workers go missing all the time all over Canada? You know, I think that's actually the biggest reason what you said right there is that it's happening so much and so often. And I feel like, why is this happening and why does it take so long for the police to even start the search? And in some cases, they don't even start a search. It, it just goes like unrecognized and people just say, well, they probably took off on their own or they live a high risk lifestyle. So who really cares about them? And the public is interested for maybe a month or two and then they lose interest and everybody's like, OK, that's just another statistic. But it, it's not another statistic. She's a she's a real person. And when I started to learn about Shelley's earlier life, because I went right back starting when she was um, five even and traced her life. The system really did not protect her in so many ways, and the system failed her. Shelley's life had so much sadness and so much trauma, and then to think at the end of all that, there's even more sadness in what happened to her. Well, we all know it's not a happy ending, whatever happened. As you've been looking for Shelley, did you, do you have any hope that you'll, that you'll find her? I don't want to speculate on what... what if she could be alive or, or dead, I'd say that the chances of her being alive are, are quite slim. But I think we need to find out what happened in those last 24 hours before she went missing so we can uncover perhaps where she is. I still am working on leads as they come in. So even last night, I was up on 
messenger, messaging different people, doing more research. I have mounds of paper of everything that I, every person I've talked to, I have like all of it uh, put out on, you know, almost like a, a sketchboard on all the different leads and the different possibilities. So the audience is really coming along with me and the journey because I spent a few months kind of researching, figuring out how I'm going to do it. And now I'm kind of getting into the down and dirty and really trying to, to piece it all together. Like even you talking about this today, you know, like, thank you for that because somebody could be listening that knows something, mm-hmm. you know, and then we get a, we get a lead. I mean, that's really, I mean, this whole podcast is meant to get people interested in the story and then one putting pressure on the, the police and the investigative units to make sure they don't forget about this case. Two is to raise the profile of like, okay, why do we have so many of these cases? And why is somebody that lives a high risk lifestyle, you have to wait, you know, a week until anybody cares. What do you think, having done all this research into Shelley disappearing, and you keep saying the system failed her, what are some of the gaps that you see that could be filled by our officials? Well, I think a really important one is that how do we set them up for success post 18 years old and they leave the system? You know, they might still get, they get some money, um, but they're not really set up for success. I mean, there's just so many roadblocks to success because it's so convoluted. You know, our system, you know, there's like 25 million different, different contacts that a kid has to figure out. You know, if I'm a kid that's on my own, getting out and trying to figure out who I tap into for what. I mean, sometimes the average kid could be in 17 different places by the time they're 15. And they don't really have an advocate. They don't have one person. See, if you have a strong parent or a strong family friend that advocate for you and help you navigate the system, but that's not the case. You know, they don't have that person or they wouldn't be in the system. Carla has made a number of appearances on CBC Radio as well. Here is part of an interview on CBC Ontario Morning. You actually decided to trace her footsteps, to walk the streets she walked, to see the London she saw. Can you tell me what that experience was like? Frightening. Scary. I was, I was nervous. Um, I had brought my stepson with me, and he's 6'2", and um, so he could walk with me, and it was very unnerving. I just kept looking at the current girls that are, that are in the neighborhood, and I think... How do they do this? How are they not scared every every second? Because at night, a lot of strange people come out. There's a lot of people that are, you know, out of control. It seems perhaps they're on, like, like meth. There's a lot of meth right now in London. Mm. Um, quite a bit. It's been really fueled in the last few years. This is a part of the city I don't think people even know exists. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few crack houses, and um, Shelley frequented um, many of them, and there's definitely a very seedy underground to London, Ontario. And how did you convince people, though, as you're walking, you know, those streets, to talk to you? I would talk to the ones that I didn't think were in the middle of an episode, and generally, I'm pretty... I, don't, I, I, have, I, I see a lot of good in people, which mm-hmm. can be a good thing and also a negative thing. So I am quite comfortable just sitting on the ground with them and just talking to them and just trying to understand how they got to this place. 
And many of them, once you get past the, the kind of the scary facade, they are very welcoming and they're very polite and they're very kind and they're very um, happy that you would spend the time with them to ask them questions. Yeah, they knew and, that you cared. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I found what was amazing is that the ones that I spoke to, they kind of took me under their wing and they kind of told me who to stay away from. So those are just a couple of parts from interviews Carla has been doing. Carla joins us now. So did you have an idea from the start of working on this podcast that it would generate so much interest? Yeah, it really caught me off guard. I, I definitely was not expecting that. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited that people care enough to want to talk about these issues because these are difficult issues that we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about someone that is missing and someone that lived a lifestyle that other people would just say, well, she made a bunch of bad choices and so she kind of gets what she deserves. And so it kind of feels good that people seem to have a lot more compassion, empathy than perhaps I predicted. And that was, I think, one thing that I learned just from telling this story. Uh, and I think we mentioned this in one of the episodes is the fact that with most of these people, you just don't know the story. You see their picture on the news, someone is missing and you care. But if it's not someone directly related to you, you just can't relate to it like the, their friends and family can. So us kind of telling this story has just really been eye opening to the fact that this is a real person that she disappeared. I mean, I feel like I kind of think about Shelly all the time and I have dreams about Shelly and and it's just kind of been so much a part of my life for the last few months. So it, kind, it feels very strange to feel connected to someone you've never met. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this that was kind of the whole goal that you had was to bring more awareness, not only to Shelly's case, but about... The whole situation and what these workers are involved with and, you know, going back to the foster care system and things like that. And you've you've really done that in a big way. So now that we're a few episodes in, what has the feedback been like from from listeners? I know we've gotten a, a lot more downloads thanks to all the attention. I, I think the people are really interested in the story. Um, I think that the people that are are really into true crime um, want to really understand what happened, where the leads take us. So I think people are very curious. I really do want to focus some of the effort of the podcast on how we can improve things for other girls that are currently in Shelly's situation. Um, but I do realize that people want us to continue to do the investigative true crime angle. And that's what I'm trying to to do is really follow up on leads and try to see what I can uncover about what happened to Shelly. Just a quick interjection. I'm Zach Tolstoy, one of the founders of Stand Up Speak Up. Our podcast is just one part of the Stand Up Speak Up brand. We are supported by an online store of the same name where we sell a variety of artisan products. We have an ongoing blog series with over a dozen contributors, and we offer a series of interactive workshops. Throughout the different iterations of Stand Up Speak Up, our core message and purpose have always been the same. To create a site that allows our customers and us more opportunities to speak up about and support causes, organizations, and groups that we're passionate about, and that of course could use additional support. My mother and I have learned about allyship over the years from what feels like a thousand and one places and people. We want to encourage members of this fantastic Stand Up Speak Up community to come along and learn with us. 
So along with our team, we created this workshop featuring videos, articles, and exercises that have really helped the two of us in our own journey towards allyship. Don't worry, it doesn't cost any money, and you don't need to make an account to access the information. We want to make our workshop as accessible as possible because we believe in our message and understand the importance of spreading awareness. The Ally Workshop is split into eight parts, including interactive quizzes and helpful videos. It's intended to introduce you to new skills and courses of action in the world of allyship. The workshop is easy to use and can be done entirely on your cell phone, tablet, or computer at your own pace, with each of the eight sections taking an average of about 15 minutes or so to complete, or a breezy couple hours on a Sunday afternoon. I actually have had a few people reach out to me um, about someone they know that's close to them that's gone missing, and they want to know if I'd be interested in telling their story. So that has started to come out. And so there's going to be some decisions for me to make after Shelly, because I might need a little bit of break because it's, it's a little bit um, emotional um, than to jump into another story. But I'm pretty surprised how people are starting to reach out and say, I would really like the story told of someone that's really important to me that went missing five years ago or is currently just recently gone missing. Yeah, and this has definitely proven to be, I think, your biggest podcast yet. Uh, we've spoken to a lot of people. We've poured through hours of interviews and transcripts and things like that. Now, after all that, even up to up till this point, I know we still have a ways to go with further episodes, but... What have you seen so far? Have you discovered anything new or heard any new leads, things like that? Um, I have. It's a matter of how does it get positioned on the podcast. I have to be really careful with names. I have to get really careful with people that might not be too happy if I cornered them into some tough questioning. A lot of Shelley's contacts, there's some really good people and there's some really scary people. And some of the leads have been taking me down a path of some pretty scary people. And so for me, I definitely have to go back out to the London area. I'm going to have to follow up on some of those leads, but it's going to take me into places of discomfort. So I just want to make sure that I have the right support and, and that I'm careful. But I do believe that. The person currently still lives in London that, that did this and, and that it could be a matter of time before someone else has the courage to step up and, and say that they were involved in something. But there's definitely a lot of um, leads going towards a few interesting individuals. That's right, because we've we've had so much to go through and Maybe uh, you didn't really expect this in the beginning, just where some of the, the leads would take you, because we've kind of had to filter out what is most important to tell the story, because there are all these little rumors pop up, and even things like touching on the, the London police rumors, you know, not really founded, just no. so-and-so said it. So you really have to be careful what you're putting in there, because right. even, if, even if we say it's a rumor... Once people hear it, you, you really have to watch out. So there's some things that we've even heard behind the scenes that haven't made it into the show. But like That's you right. said, it may end up, we're not telling the whole story unless we get some of these things in there. So it's a fine line to walk. Well, and I think the police one was really a risk that I was a little bit nervous with that part. I really had to sit on that. And, and 
you know, there's a few, there's quite a few questions open there still. And I just have to make sure that I don't do anything that could put the investigation in jeopardy. I don't do anything that could put her family in jeopardy. I think that Laura has been an amazing asset and she really, I think, could have had a career in that whole investigative police area. She's very well researched and, but, you know, she has to be careful. And we all have to be careful because there's a lot of really scary people out there that have, you know, different levels of power and control that would be hard to go up against. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to uncover that a little and kind of share what we've learned about that. But as we're saying, you, you, you got to watch out what you're doing. So where do we go from here? What's next? Well, you know, as I said, I think I have to go back to the London area and uh, follow up on some leads. We have the billboards with the email that goes directly to me. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and you know, I do spend a lot of hours on um, Facebook Messenger, just reaching out to all the people that have touched Shelley's life, going through a lot of um, messages that have been sent through to Laura, to us over the time. It really is very administrative. You know, I, I think when people think, oh, you know, investigative work, which I don't even consider myself, you know, investigator, obviously, but it's very administrative and it's very detailed. And it's not what you see on TV where you're just like going down and like, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to go shake this guy up or I'm going to go and do an undercover sting. Do you know what I mean? It's all paperwork related because everything has to have an element of proof to it. You can't just be like, I think they did it. Cause then you put that name out there and all of a sudden you're a target. Yeah, for sure. And then on my side as well, doing the editing, it's a, uh, you need to be familiar with this. And like you said, it, it takes a toll on you because you're just so involved with it. You know, if we have say 10 or 15 hour long interviews that you've done, we kind of need to be familiar with it. And you wonder, did I, did someone say that? Who said that? Then you got to go search for the quote and the proof. There's just a lot. It consumes you. Well, and I think that that's why you and I make good partners, because I think you're really good at challenging me and saying, do you think this is relevant? Like, do you think this is necessary to put in? Whereas I'm probably more um, of a maverick, a little bit more free with that stuff. And you're better at saying, I don't know, you know, let's be cautious because we don't want this to lead to a negative experience or result. Yeah, I forget sometimes that I'm like could impact somebody's life. Yeah, well, especially we've realized that now it's just the the um, the scale that this has taken off. It's, it's no more just a small podcast. You know, this is a. Uh, this is certainly a big event, and, and we're glad that we got this type of attention for Shelley and the others that find themselves in similar situations. But it probably has put pressure on both of us because we feel now we, you know, have to deliver on, you know, trying to really uncover what Shelley's last 24 hours were and, and what happened. And maybe we will. Maybe we will. We'd like to say a sincere thank you for all the kind reviews that have been flooding in on iTunes and Podbean. We appreciate it and appreciate the messages for Shelly as well. We read every single one of them, and you can leave a comment of your own at standupspeakup.podbean.com or by finding us on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Stand Up Speak Up. We'll see you next time.
I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.